Hey guys, welcome to Fuck Small Talk. I'm your host, Mariah Joe, life and recovery coach. I have my master's in sociology and a few certifications in nutrition and behavioral health. I'm also a certified peer recovery specialist, which is a fancy way of saying I use my own experience with addiction and mental health to help others heal too. And I'm here to say fuck that, to fake fluffy talk for the sake of fitting in. You don't need to fit in, you belong. Let's dive into this week's big talk topic. Hi, welcome to another episode, everybody. This is also a solo episode, but if, if my audio sounds a little funky this week, it's because I am recording this with a weird different microphone that I'm not used to in a hotel room in Mandan, North Dakota, because I've been here all week for training. And so this is the only time I can record and sit down and actually have my brain with me. And it's actually really great timing because we've been learning so much about behavioral change um, motivational interviewing, and just what that means to walk somebody through, to be the person to guide somebody through different stages of change, and even the concept of like, what makes you want to change? Like, what do you think that would make your life better? And do you do you think that you have the competence to do that? Like, are you confident that you can make those changes? And if not, like, that's where I can step in as a helper and help guide somebody. So um, for those of you that are following along, I got a new position as something called a care coordinator, which I've just kind of been picturing myself as like the glue between the clients that I'll be serving and all of the other service providers and people on their team, whether it's like a mental health care team or an addiction recovery team or what have you, you know, every client is different and everybody has different needs. And so depending on a client that I'll be working with, you know, maybe someone has a probation officer, a therapist, a, maybe they have like a general practitioner that they're working with or a primary doctor, you know, maybe they're working with whatever, like you, you get the idea that one person might have several people that are on their team in order to move forward and actually reach these goals that they're wanting to reach in their own life in order to create a better lifestyle and create some positive change that is needed or wanted in their life or both. So that's what I'm doing this week for work. But what I'm here to talk about this week is denial. Um, and that is something that I've been really wanting to do this episode for a while, but it's something that has been kind of, it's been in the back of my brain and I've been wanting to do this episode, but up until this week being here in training, I don't think that I was aware. It was very subconscious of many different ways that I was personally in denial in my own life and in several different situations and relationships and, and whatever. So it's just been really interesting being in a behavioral change conference this week, recognizing and and the therapist right now that is coaching us today through motivational interviewing, she's doing such a great job at reminding us that every single person, no matter what your profession or how many years you have in recovery or how many years sobriety you have or what degree you have or what you do for work or how much you make or where you came from or where your plans are, where you want to go, like none of those things make any of us any more worthy than the other person and that we all deserve care and love and kindness. And it's just been really great being like, you know, I can see where I'm lacking in my own life lately and that doesn't feel good. But I think that there's power behind not feeling good 
about certain things in your life because when we don't feel good, we know what we want instead, or at least we know that we don't want that anymore. And it's starting to be like, mm, like this doesn't, this doesn't serve me anymore. The way that I was leaning on it isn't, it, it's not creating good things in my life anymore. And so, yeah, getting out of denial and actually stepping forward and saying, hey, I actually do want help. That's what my clients will be doing by signing up for services and being like, hey, I'm actually wanting someone to work with me to help me help guide me through some of the big changes that like it just looked way too overwhelming. So I don't even know where to start. You know what I mean? So um, without further ado, we are going to be talking about denial today. And so when, we, you know, denial is very freaking tricky. And so I'm going to keep on going back to the reminder that every single person is, you know, they have these darker tendencies. We say like, oh, I'm not judgmental. Um, oh, I don't um, judge. I don't, I don't lie. You know, I don't manipulate. I don't any of these things, but like, we only say those things because we don't want to be judged. <laughs> we fear judgment. And so we put on this face to try to seem better than we are in a lot of situations, um, just because we are afraid of what that means. If we tell somebody the truth, maybe we won't be accepted. We'll be rejected. They'll make fun of us, whatever the case is, whatever our fears are. But we have this story in our head that we're not going to be accepted if we tell them the truth. And so this is where denial is sometimes not even conscious. Sometimes we unconsciously really deny the reality of a situation in order to avoid stress or anxiety. Um, and so de denial just really is refusing to acknowledge some unacceptable truth. And so we are just are not willing yet to accept the reality and to accept that something actually is happening or it has happened or it will be happening. And sometimes, depending on what it is, it can be really heartbreaking or detrimental to um, plans that we had for ourselves or for somebody else in our future. Or, um, you know, there's many, many different ways why we might uh, use denial, why even subconsciously or like we don't even know that we're doing it, but denial has a purpose. And so I really want to dive into that. Oftentimes we use denial as a defense mechanism. And so people that use denial are not idiots. They're not dumb. Um, they, you know, it's not like they're lacking education. You know, we, a lot of us go through denial. And again, just like what I said, like, it doesn't matter how much money you have, where you come from, how educated you are. It doesn't matter if you're a licensed therapist running a conference full of like 40 people who are learning about motivational interviewing and boundaries and uh, behavior change from you. You still practice denial just as a normal pattern of human behavior because emotions cause pain. And it's easy to slip into these patterns of denial. But if we do not catch them and if we don't practice ways to get out of denial um, and practice acceptance, if we don't practice acceptance and practice self-compassion and ways to help navigate our ways out of denial, it can really, really cause major problems in our lives. And in the long run, it could even end lives when we are so in denial that we may have a problem in our life. Maybe we are um, having trouble asking for help because we don't even know how to admit to ourselves that there's something wrong. And I know, you know, I have family members, friends, myself, you know, I, before I got 
into recovery, you know, all of the different ways in my mind that I was trying to convince myself that I didn't need treatment, that I didn't need help, that I could handle it, that whatever, whatever, X, Y, Z, like, you know, I'll figure it out on my own or whatever it is. Um, You know, I just simply, I don't have a problem. I don't need help. You know, like that was something that I said over and over and over again, a lot for a long time before I got help. And so I know that, um, I know that I'm not the only one. And I know that if you're listening to this, that you are probably a human being with ears. And um, so you are hearing this and you're also recognizing that you have been in denial or maybe you're recognizing right now you're currently in a situation and uh, you know that you're in denial. But here's the here's the thing. Um, once you know that you're in denial and you recognize that you're in denial, once you say it out loud, then you t- are not in denial anymore. <laughs> Now it's just you knowing what it is and um, actively, you know, creating these these choices day after day that are creating unmanageability in your life. And so I want to talk about the different signs of denial. There are four big signs of denial and uh, I'll go through them kind of one by one. But the list of them here, the first one is minimizing. The second one is rationalizing. Third is self-deception or like lying to yourself. Four is blaming. And so these are the four signs of denial. So there are four big ways that we we can sense denial in ourselves and we can see denial in others. And the first one of these ways, like I said, is minimizing. And we do this when we minimize, when we kind of lessen the effect, the negative effect that a action or a behavior or a way of being may have on ourselves or the people around us in our life who care about us. And so someone may come to us with a concern. Um, I I guess I'll just, um, you know, I'll keep using um, alcohol, drinking alcohol as a, as an example for this. And so, um, you know, someone comes to us and says, Hey, I'm worried about your drinking. Um, You said that you didn't want to drink and you did. So what's up with that? And you say, yeah, I know that I said that, but I only had one. Um, I only had two, uh, but I only had three or whatever, whatever, you know, list your list it, you know, and say, but it's not that big of a deal or yeah, but that was just one time or whatever. And so you are deflecting. It's a self-defense mechanism, right? So you're using denial in the form of minimizing to deny the fact, to defend someone coming at you with maybe it is um, lighting up this this threat in us. And so we feel like we have to defend something in us and defend a choice that we made in order to save face or maybe um, save our own feelings that we might have about it. Maybe we're feeling shame about it. A lot of times um, shame is wrapped up in denial because we're like, well, if if I admit this, then that means then it's real, right? And so we just kind of like to stick our head in the sand about that for a little bit. Um, so that's minimizing, just saying like it's not a big deal because da da da. So for rationalizing, I'll kind of use a, a different example here. But you know, some sometimes when you see denial in yourself or another person, we rationalize a situation by saying that you know it wasn't that big of a deal anyway, or I didn't really care that much anyway, or whatever it is, like maybe you failed at a test and then maybe your mind in order to defend, again, it's a defense mechanism, your mind instantly goes, oh, well, the teacher doesn't like me anyway. That's why I failed. Or 
that's fine. Getting a good grade doesn't really bother me or it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, it's okay if I failed that test. I don't really care. So that's a form of rationalizing when like deep down, if actually you really cared and you're feeling embarrassment or shame or just like you let yourself down or whatever, those are ways that we use denial in the form of rationalizing in order to defend our, in like our own headspace or like our, you know, we're saving face even for ourselves sometimes, which is like bonkers to me that we lie to ourselves uh, as a form of denial. That actually brings me to the third one, which is self-deception. So the third way that we can see and recognize denial in ourselves or in another person is lying to ourselves. And so I see this in a form of um, like sticking our head in the sand or just being like, nope, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Or I don't have a problem or um, whatever it is, you know, like I don't need to change or it's fine. I, you know, I'm gaining 10 pounds every month for the last six months, but I don't really have a weight gain problem. I think I'm totally like fine. I'm fine with this. Like this is self-deception. This is lying to yourself when, you know, if that is something that is bothering you, if it's something that you see, maybe you're not looking in the mirror as much. Maybe you stopped going to the gym. You know that you're overeating, maybe late into the night. Maybe you know that you're not feeling like yourself mentally, and that's leading you to act out in other ways that are causing weight gain. Um, and that is a great example of lying to yourself. And it really sucks when we get stuck in these loops because like I said, hi, I'm Mariah, I'm a human and I do this. And I know that we all do this. And so it's so important for me to say like, fuck that actually. And we're gonna step in and just get honest with ourselves. And I think if we can get honest with ourselves that we can help self-compassion. And when we can have self-compassion, when we recognize that we do it too, then it's so much easier to be generous with other people in how we treat them, how we view them, and how we help them change, how we help guide them to be more positive and to be kinder to themselves. Because we all know, and we've heard this phrase so many times, but hurt people hurt people. And so when we are in a situation where we're spinning our wheels and we're just um, constantly in this Maybe maybe we're purposefully putting ourselves into a fog with alcohol or another drug or um, whatever. You know, we're we're binge eating, we're shopping online, we're whatever it is. You know, fill in the blank with whatever you use here. But we are lying to ourselves when we tell ourselves that we don't care. Especially when we say things like, "Well, I won't have a good life anyway. Well, I'll never be successful anyway." I'm dancing between rationalizing and lying to self, but they're so closely related. I just wanted to kind of wrap them up and talk about them both together. Self-deception for me, really, I picture someone sticking their head in the sand and just covering it up and being like, nope, doesn't exist. And the fourth one is blaming. I'm going to go through and read an excerpt from a text that I was reading. This is a Narcotics Anonymous text that I'm reading, but it says, Denial is the part of our problem that tells us that we don't have a problem. <laughs> when we're in denial, we aren't able to see the reality of our problem. When we're truly in denial, truly, we have rose-colored glasses on and we are looking at a situation being like, it's not that bad because we don't want to discontinue the behavior because truly, in some regard, we believe that it is benefiting us in some way to stay in that situation and to continue that behavior, whatever it may be. And so we minimize its effect. You know, when when we have a problem, we minimize it. 
and we blame others. We cite the, you know, too high expectations of family, friends, employers. It says we compare ourselves with other people whose problems seem worse than our own. We may blame one particular drug. You know, yeah, I can't use that one, but this one should be fine. Or this one is fine with me. I can control this one. I'm not so out of control with this one. I've never been arrested when I used this one. You know, whatever. We can rationalize things like that. One of the easiest ways to tell that we're in denial is when we find ourselves giving plausible but untrue reasons for our behavior. And so my question for you is, have you ever caught yourself denying your denial of certain feelings or certain thoughts or certain wishes that you may have? I have caught myself in denial so many times. And once I recognize like, oh, fuck, I'm doing one of the four things. The fourth one, by the way, the fourth sign of denial, um, the fourth sign that I, I can recognize in myself or in somebody else is blaming somebody else or blaming a situation, a person, place, or thing for my problem. Saying, yes, but they did this first. Yes, but if they wouldn't have blank, I wouldn't have had to blank. That is blaming. And so that's where we disempower ourselves and we say, well, that person's actions had control over how then I reacted and how I behaved. And that just isn't fair. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to us. And entirely, it's just not true because another person cannot make us do something. I want you to ask yourself, how have I blamed other people for a behavior of mine that I don't like? or that I'm ashamed of or embarrassed that I acted in a certain way or when I don't feel good about something that I did or that I am currently doing, are there times where I have blamed someone else for my way of handling that situation or for my way of acting? How have I compared myself with other people? How have I compared my problems with other people's problems? Is my problem, air quote, bad enough? If I don't compare it to anyone else's problem, if the is a problem that I'm currently having bad enough for me. And so I'm going to bring this one back up to the to the topic of rationalizing. And so that was the second form of denial that we talked about. And so this is something that we tend to do. So rationalizing, think of it as like comparison. So someone saying like, yeah, I might drink a little too much, but at least I don't drink like her. But at least I don't, you know, get arrested or uh, at least I haven't gone to treatment X amount of times and I'm still out here making the choices that that person is making, right? And so this is where we are judging someone else. We are using someone else as like a, a, a scapegoat, I guess, or, um, you know, we're just saying like their problem is worse than mine. So I must not have a problem, period. But that's false. And we know that because your life is your life, period. Their life is their life, period. How someone chooses to act, what someone chooses to do. Like for me, like I love to think that my life is very centered around wellness practices, right? And so for me to be like, well, um, I have been, you know, uh, I'll just throw out an example. Like I have been consistently gaining weight over the last year of my life. And so I can recognize that and I can either catch it and I can catch all those like smarmy feelings that come with it attached to me. You know, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, okay, my jeans aren't looking as, uh, you know, fly as they used to on this butt. Um, you know, my tummy is getting a little bit fluffier, a little bit more uncomfortable. 
some of my bigger sweaters, I'm pulling them on and I know that they were looser last winter. And so I'm going through that right now. And so, so being able to ask myself, well, just because I'm not gaining weight at the rate that this other person might be, or maybe this person is a heavier set than me. Maybe this other person, my same height and age um, is bigger than me, or maybe they're not even going to the gym. Maybe they're not even like, you know, all these things, you know, I can, I can rationalize and be like, yeah, well, this person doesn't do this. And so like, I don't know, like, it's probably fine if I don't either, or, you know, like, but okay. But, but like, I digress, like that makes no sense. And that has nothing to do with my life, how another person chooses to handle their life and how they choose to treat their body has nothing to do with the way that I want to treat mine because my values are mine alone and those aren't going to change and treating myself with the utmost respect and leaning into wellness and being here for my body with my body is a huge value of mine. And so when I start to act out of alignment in that value, I have to practice the tools now to recognize that that's what I'm doing and then get honest with myself that it doesn't have to be bad enough like I'm comparing it to someone else's. It just has to be bad enough for me. Is it bad enough in my life right now? Is this habit causing bad enough consequences that make me feel bad enough in order to want to create change? And it's not about like, I'm not saying that you should feel bad or that you should shame yourself. Like, first of all, shame has never ever in the history of ever, statistically ever, created change, positive change in someone else's life. Shame only shames people, period. Shame only distances yourself from a solution or from like asking for help, right? And so I never want to promote that at all. And when I say bad, I just mean one that you're just not wanting anymore. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, something that is happening in my life is that I am getting, gaining weight consistently. And I can reflect that on so many different facets of my life. And I can say, okay, but is it bad enough now to want to make some changes day to day? So then slowly, but surely over time, it starts to, it starts to change and pivot in a better direction. One that better suits what I want in my life, my goals for my, not just like the way that I look, but the way that I feel, the way that I think of myself, the way, you know, all of the things. And the other question that I want you to ask yourself, um, this is a, this is a really hard one. <laughs> this might be the first one. I should have started with this one. Am I avoiding taking action because I'm afraid I will be ashamed when I face the results of the problem that I'm having? Am I avoiding action because I'm worried about what others will think? This is huge. A lot of times we just say, well, I'm comfortable here. Again, that's rationalization. When we're just saying, well, I'm just comfortable where I'm at. It's, or we'll say things like, well, I know everything that I'm supposed to do, but I'm not doing it. Okay, so are you avoiding taking action because you're afraid that you'll feel ashamed or you'll feel a certain way? You'll feel less than, you'll feel embarrassed, like you let yourself down when you face the results of your problem. If you are only avoiding going towards a solution because it might feel hard in the beginning, I'm going to tell you right now, I fucking get it. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it because I am literally in the process of changing so many things that I've been choosing. I'm, you know, I mean, you know, if you're a listener here, 
you've heard me go through heartbreak. You've heard me go through lapses in judgment in accordance to my recovery. You've heard me go through all of these different, you know, I, I moved, I've cried myself to sleep for days um, because transitions are very hard and grief is very hard and it's complicated, you know, but am I avoiding looking at myself in order to do the next right thing that feels really painful in the moment? Because let me tell you right now, staying present in your own life and in your own headspace, staying sober in your own headspace when you're going through gut-wrenching, life-changing events is one of the hardest things I've ever done personally and that I've ever witnessed everybody else, anybody else doing who's ever struggled with addiction in their past. If you've ever struggled with using a substance to numb out, to feel better, to lessen the pain, to uh, take the edge off, whatever it is, to unwind, to relax, I fucking get you, okay? And I just want to like, I hope that the, you feel the connection through your headphones right now because I'm feeling it right now through the mic that I get you. I hope that you get me and I hope that you feel seen in this podcast because we are not alone. Again, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter where we're at in life. Uh, it really any, it doesn't matter. Nothing. No parts of our humaning matter because it's our spirit that matters the most. And we don't get to take any of this with us when we go, none of it, not even our physical body, you know? And so I, I just want you to remember that avoiding taking action in order to live a better life is not the answer. And it's only going to cause more pain and more shame, more suffering and more confusion. And you're going to be very likely a year longer into this a problem that you may be experiencing. Again, it, it doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, that's just an example. Whatever the problem may be that you know that you have right now, it's a deep gut feeling that it's been a problem. And it's it you know it's going to continue to be a problem if you do not address it. And if you don't admit out loud or to someone else or to yourself, just start there, right? And then get open about it and come back to it and start to practice taking action in a way that will move you further away from the harm that it's causing in your life. Maybe you are quitting something entirely, or maybe you're just kind of tweaking something in your life and making sure that you kind of 1% better every day. You know, you don't have to quit something 100% right now. You know, like you don't have to never, ever eat after 8 p.m. ever again because binge eating after 8 p.m. was your downfall. Like I, I want you to have a healthy respect for yourself and a healthy recognition that change doesn't happen overnight. In this conference that I'm in, you guys, I'm not joking. There are 40 of us down there. We are all being trained as care coordinators for the state of North Dakota. We are all raising our hands, talking about our own shit, things like ways that we're avoiding, ways that we aren't doing everything perfectly. And the own, like our, our the therapist, that is our speaker right now. She's our teacher for this seminar today. She is expressing, <laughs> I don't mean to like tell her shit. I'm just, I'm not breaking her anonymity here, but I giggled so hard and it's beautiful that she leveled with us. And immediately, like right out the gate, she was like, okay, you guys want to know something that I've wanted to create change in for the last several years of my life. And I still haven't taken one step forward. And we were all like, what? Like, this is your work. Like, what is it? You know? And she's like, I want to go to the gym. I have a gym membership. 
I have all of my workout clothes. The gym is four blocks away from my house. I drive past my gym every day. My husband goes to the gym every morning. He tells me, hey, honey, whenever you're ready, today might be the day. You can just put on your shoes and we can go. And I know that it's an option for me to go every day. And I have not gone any day in my life. I have never been to the gym. And she's like, I go through the Starbucks in the morning and get my coffee every morning. Everybody in Starbucks knows that, knows me by my first name. Hello, welcome back. They know that I'm there to get a particular coffee because I'm a regular there. However, the Starbucks that is right next to the gym, uh, you know, they know me a lot more than the people at the gym know me. They'd be like, who are you? Are you new? Would you like to sign up? And I would be like, hi, I know I've been a member here for months. This is my first day. <laughs> like, So she was just really open with us and really clear. And um, just, it was funny, you know, because we can relate, you know, but it's like, yeah, like I have I have these things, too, you know, and she's like, well, why would I why might I be in a position where I do want to go to the gym, but I'm also not doing it. And so we're, you know, we're all, you know, brains in the room. We're all like spitting out reasons why and you know, a lot of that just kind of comes down to like, uh, I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. Someone raised their hand and said, well, you haven't died yet <laughs> without like working out and making fitness a part of your day. Uh, you're part of your regular routine. And it's just really interesting, like the different values and the different things that work for different people. And so I just want to give you, give you grace. I told that story, um, because it helped me give myself grace and just have some compassion with myself. And I hope, 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 that this conversation is doing that for you too. Because yeah, fuck small talk. We're here to talk about the deep things, but it's never a point fingers thing. I'm not blaming you or shaming you for having denial or for having problems in your life at all right now. Like life happens on life's terms. I know that the problems that I'm experiencing right now are not the same problems that I was experiencing and attempting to work through a year ago. And they won't be the same a year ago or a year from now or five years or whatever, you know, so life fluctuates, things come up, shit happens and problems come up. But if we are aware, if we're self-aware in our life every single day, if we have like a reflection tool, maybe um, every night, either with a friend or a partner or a sponsor or a mentor or on, maybe in our journal, um, maybe you have a podcast and you come on here and you kind of just like let shit out. Um you know, I don't know, everybody kind of vents or reflects differently. But if we can reflect and recognize how we acted in our day that wasn't in alignment with ways that we would like to be, then we can pull ourselves back to that as soon as the next day. You know, it's like pretty immediate that we can start to practice it so it never gets out of hand and we never have this unmanageability again in our lives. It's when we let this um, denial run our voice in our head. And so that negative voice in our head is like, it's not that big of a deal. Just one time. It's like that devil on your shoulder, you know? And they're like, oh, come on, just this once. Or um, you don't need to tell anybody that you did that or that you skipped that or whatever. Like, you know, you're you're allowed to be X, Y, Z. But when you know, when your gut tells you that it doesn't feel right and that you're acting in a way that is going to create harm in your life, then that is when the, I mean, the truth always matters, but it absolutely fucking matters to speak your truth when you know that it can potentially exacerbate. Uh, and I, you know, I talk about addiction a lot on this podcast. And so something like, 
you know, knowing that you've struggled with mental health and addiction um, or substance use disorder in the past or um, whatever it is and recognizing that like, you know, even the thoughts that using a drug or having a drink again sounds like a good idea, that should be an alert because if you've struggled with this in the past and you know how quickly it may get out of hand when you uh, engage in those types of substances or behaviors or choices or people or places or whatever it is, when you engage in those things, they tend to not turn out well for you. So just, I want us to be active participants in our own lives and in our own choices because we have the power of free choice and free will. And that's incredible, except for when our denial and our negative voice runs it for us. And so this episode, I hope, is just um, a way for us to feel Maybe, yeah, to take some pause and to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, you know, um, but also to uh, become self-aware and to have self-compassion and start to move forward towards something that just like works better for us and feels better to our spirit. The longer you delay dealing with the truth, the more harm you do to yourself and to others, the other people that care about you. So, you know, I just want you to remember that pretending that everything's fine or it's not that bad it's not going to magically make everything fine. And likely if that goes unchecked day after day after day, and it turns into week after week after week, it will likely explode in the future. And, you know, this is something that I, uh, I know for sure has created negative, very, very negative things in my life in the last few months and in people who have counted on me to show up and be there and be my best self and, you know, keep a level head and, um, I don't know whether to say I haven't been able to um, be there for myself and others the way that I needed to be, or if I want to say I was unwilling. I I don't I don't know. It doesn't for for me. I'm just going to extend this that um, you know I'm giving myself the grace that like I have been struggling with my mental health. It hasn't been a secret. I have been really vocal about it, and um, I'm starting to feel the turnaround in my spirit and in my headspace where I want to start to keep my head out of the sound, out of the sand for longer periods of time. I want to consciously start to make better decisions that feel better for me because I know that it will help not just me show up for me, which is essential for me to stay alive um, and to live the life that I know that I'm meant to live and that I know that I can have and that I I deserve to have. Um, but it's also, um, you know, me being in pain and me hurting hurts people that love me. And so uh, making certain choices and choosing to kind of sit in my pain and in my shit, it doesn't help me. And it certainly doesn't help anybody else around me that cares about me or anybody else that needs me or could be guided by me and learn from me in a way that, yeah, that might really help them too. So I guess um, that's my spiel today. I really wanted to talk about denial just because I find it so, so important. And uh, it's definitely been on my mind for a while, but I hope that this helped you today. And I would love, please, please reach out to me. Find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Mariah, J-E-A-U. So that's Mariah, M-A-R-I-A-H-J-E-A-U. I know it's spelled weird. Find me on Instagram or find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me in the Facebook DMs by the same name. And, or find me on TikTok. I forgot. I am also on TikTok. And so I changed my handle recently. It's at Mariah Joe, spelled all the same, but there's an underscore at the end. So at Mariah Joe 
underscore. Um, please find me. The reason why I went through that, and I know you're going to hear it in the outro here in a minute, but I want you to please reach out to me and tell me what you found relevant in this episode. And if this hit home with you at all, if any of my truth is similar to your truth, um, or even what you want to hear more on, on this topic of denial, I would love to revisit this again in the future. And I would just love to hear your feedback and how this episode hits with you and, and what the vibe is like after you've listened. I believe in you and I love you. And I know that you deserve great things from yourself and out of life. And so let's move forward. Fuck Small Talk is produced in partnership with Be Easy Marketing. It would mean so much if you took the time right now to follow the pod and give a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'll see you guys here next week for another Big Talk Topic. Until then, let's keep moving forward.